What up, what up, what up? Welcome to When the Hunt Calls, the hunting podcast hooking new hunters up with some pretty cool guests to learn from. And I am your host, Cliff Cadet. All right, so whether this is your first time tuning into this podcast or you are an avid listener, a regular listener or subscriber, I'm going to ask you all for a favor. All right. Here's the deal. I really would like the podcast to to jump up to a point where um, anyone and then everyone can can find this podcast on whatever platform they are listening uh, to. So as soon as you get a chance, um, you know what? Hit me off with a five star rating. Um, and you know what? If you can hook me up with a review, I truly, truly appreciate it. All right. So now before we jump into the conversation with my guest today, I want to share with you a list of the gear that I use. Now, I'm not on pro staff for any of the companies I'm about to mention. Um, They're not sponsors of this podcast, and I'm far from being an expert in archery and bow hunting. But I figured with Father's Day being this weekend, my list of gear could offer some gift ideas for the hunting father in your life. All right. So uh, let's get started. Uh, the bow I shoot. I shoot an Elite Archery Ritual 33. Um, now, uh, to be honest, I really, 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 really love my bow. Um, mainly because the, the bow I had prior to my Elite um, was a bow I bought from a big box store. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a huge step up from what I was shooting before. Um, you know, it's... You'll, you'll hear things like, uh, you know, Elite's bows have, uh, especially the Ritual, has a smooth draw cycle, solid back wall, um, and it's all those things. Uh, that's one of the main reasons why I got the bow. Um, I shot a couple of other bows, um, but essentially I ended up with Elite for two reasons. One, I really liked the way, um, you know, it felt while I was shooting it, and two, um i could be wrong in saying this but i believe elite is the only bow company that actually has a payment plan um a payment plan uh that they offer in order to uh purchase your bows so that was a huge selling point for me um the second piece of equipment i use the sight on my bow um is an hha optimizer uh single pin sight now originally my bow the first bow i had had a multi-pin sight but um i wanted to try a single pin sight mainly because um i felt like while i know a lot of people a lot of archers a lot of hunters use multi-pin sights which are great because each pin has a, a preset yardage on it but for me i felt like having all those multiple pins on there um basically took away a lot of the sight picture um, once I switched to a single pin sight, um, that cleared up, that opened up a whole lot of the target for me to see. Um, and I don't think I ever plan on going back. So it's a pretty dope sight. Um, my rest is a, a QAD Ultra. Um, basically QAD standing for quality archery designs. If you ever want to look them up, it's a drop away rest. Um, it's different from the whisker biscuit rest that I had on my original bow. Um, drop away rest, basically meaning, you know, the arrow rests on the uh, on the the arrow rests on the rest, and then when you release your arrow, the rest literally drops away as the arrow flies. Um, my release i use a true um true fire edge which is a, a fold back um has a fold back buckle um pretty cool mechanical release my arrows i shoot eastern archery fmjs um great arrows great product eastern archery has you know a great uh, a long uh you know history within the hunting industry hunting community um definitely check them out uh, broadheads I shoot afflictor k2 fixed broadheads um, now one of the things you'll learn about me is um, if I'm not necessarily familiar with a product or anything like that um, I will give it a try at least especially especially if um, I like 
the people associated with the product as you know the people running the company and such and with afflictor that person is um is chris creed um he is just an awesome person all around um it's great as what he's great as at what he does i'm sorry y'all um and you know the broadheads so far have done exactly what he said they do um you know what i'm saying they fly just like my field points so there's no adjustment to my rest or my sights that i gotta make when i switch up the um you know switch from field points to you know my broadheads or anything like that um no tuning that needs to be done um and i took down my first turkey with him so uh i'm happy um uh my binos uh now binoculars are a great tool um for any and every hunter so i use a vortex diamondback um i had the but prior to basically purchasing my uh vortex uh binos um i did my research and vortex seems to be like the leading optics company in the within the hunting industry um whether you're getting a scope for a rifle you're getting binos or range finders apparently vortex are the ones to are basically the go-to company all right so i have vortex diamondback um which i it, you know what's cool to note is uh, about a month or two back i had an issue with my binoculars and um I emailed Vortex. They got back to me right away. Um, and what was hap what had happened was I had really wanted to get those those binoculars back in time for opening day of spring turkey season here in New York, which was May Friday, May first. Um, I shipped my binos out on Monday, and uh, Vortex uh, customer service at Vortex had promised me that they would get me my binos back by Friday. Um, because I actually wasn't going hunting until Saturday, but they did me, they did it one better, uh, and got my binos back to me that Thursday. So, uh, customer service is huge for me. Um, and they, they offered a high level of customer service, especially considering the fact that whatever was wrong with my binos, um, they could not be repaired. So they just sent me a brand new pair. Um, I didn't have to pay for shipping, nothing. I didn't have to come out of pocket for anything. Um, and these days, that is really rare when it comes to, uh, you know, any company that you're deal dealing with. Now, um, my rangefinder is Vortex Impact. It's, um, it's a pretty cool rangefinder. Um, now, what I learned about rangefinders is a lot of times, most of them, um, the basic models, I guess, um, is that uh when you use your rangefinder it's great for you know finding distance of your target like that's just like i guess straight ahead out in front of you if you're on the same um the same what's the word level as your target i guess if you will but um what's cool about the vortex impact is that it's one of those models where if you are if you're targeted on the ground and you're up in a tree, when you're ranging your target, um, the rangefinder takes into consideration um, your elevation. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I guess it, it does the math itself of, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, what the actual distance is between you and your target, depending on whether you're higher up or a little bit below your target, which is pretty cool. Um, for bino harness, um, I actually got my harness from FHF Gear. Um, really comfortable harness. Um, I got a pouch for my binos as well as a pouch for my rangefinder. Um, easy to put together, um, and it's just pretty cool. Really uh, cool piece of gear. Got no complaints about that. Um, and last but not least, um, game calls. Uh, I met basically rock with nor'easter game calls i have a, a deer grunt call with them um i have a slate call and a box call for turkey hunting with them um and the main reason i i i rock with them is because i really like the work ethic of the owner and um basically the creator of all these pieces of all these calls and that is mark um mark again over at nor'easter game calls this dude stays grinding 
Um, he's in his shop like every night um, creating these masterpieces, these works of art. Um, so definitely check out Norris of Game Calls, if anything, for some, you know, custom work, you know. So uh, that's pretty much it. You know, what I'm saying stuff that I use. Um, I'm pretty sure if you were to order today, most of the gear I just rattled off, rattled off can uh, can make it to your home in time for Father's Day. All right. And uh, that's basically all I've got to say about that. Now, my guest today is yet another person whose content on social media, specifically Instagram, I really enjoy. Um, his name is Isaac Aliman. Now, I've been following him on Instagram for a little over a year now and come to find out we both have a love for 80s flicks, Wu-Tang and Jordans. All right. So you might know Isaac from his work with Easton Archery, but these days you'll find him working on some some new projects. All right. So sit back, relax and listen in on my convo with Isaac. And here we are. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. I'm um, glad. I'm glad to finally be on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Dude, you you, uh, contrary to what me, you may believe, you are a highly imp important figure within the hunting industry and community, <laughs> and it's a bit intimidating to you know to be even asked. Hey, Isaac, yeah, would you would you be on my podcast? Oh, please, man. <laughs> nah, nah, not at all, man. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just a guy who used to work in the hunting industry. Ah, <laughs> uh, da da da. Listen, listen. It's listen. All right, look, real quick for for all my listeners. If you didn't get get it in the intro, um, I'm right now talking to Isaac Aliman, the uh, the mule deer Jesus, right? <laughs> <laughs> the um the uh, the OD the ODB of the hunting community, the hunting industry, right? AKA Uncle Isaac. All right. Um, I mean, I know, I know you. Pretty much, a lot of people know you because of the work you did for a certain company. You, you want to go ahead and put that out there? Yes, actually, it's actually a couple of companies. Uh, okay. I, I, yeah, I started out working at Badlands, Badlands Backpacks. Okay. Uh, started working there, and then from there, I moved over to uh, Easton, uh, Easton Archery. Okay. And I worked, so I worked for Badlands for five years, and I worked for Easton for seven years. Wow. Wow. Up up until February. And then uh unfortunately due to some budget cuts and some things, uh they you know, they kinda just, you know, started uh you know, doing some restructure and you know, um my job was on the chopping block and you know, fortunately they had to let me go, but it's everything's on great terms with them still and I'm still helping them out when I can. Uh All right. know, That's I what's got up. a great yeah, we got a great relationship. I mean, one of the things I you know uh, when this all happened, I told him I understood it wasn't personal; it was business. Mm. And so, with my, you know, just with my relationships with people and that, they asked me to still kind of stay, you know, help, uh, help out you know, when needed, you know, especially with, you know, working with the grassroots type guys in the industry. Mm -hmm. So, I'm still working with them, and uh, right now I'm kind of just off doing my own thing. No, I I hear you, and and I liked I like the work that you you've done period because in all honesty like again i i'm not i'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass but the, the <laughs> quality the quality of people you have on like or that you're so you associate yourself with are some great people within the industry whether they're just starting out or they're big names in the industry you know what i'm saying and yeah. it's it's just it's just ridiculous and you take it in stride bro like you just you come off as a down-to-earth dude I mean, you and I bonded like the way we we linked up was over our love of one '90s hip hop and Jordans. Yes, exactly, exactly, yeah. and, and that's how it is. I mean, you know, to, to me, what what all comes down to it, and that is, you know, when you're talking to somebody, you meet somebody. He's a man. He's a person. You know, he's mm -hmm. a person like anybody else. You know, famous people in this hunting industry, famous people. Period. They're all people. And then it doesn't matter, you know, their success and everything, you know, you treat them all the same. I mean, you know, whether I'm talking to a president of, you know, like the, like the main president of Easton example, perfect example, you know, he comes in, I mean, he is the president of Easton, Delta McKenzie, uh, Hoyt, you know, I mean, he's the owner of all of Easton properties. You know, this, mm. this guy comes in, you know, when he comes in, people are kind of, you know, you know, they're quiet, they're respectful. You know, some people are kind of intimidated. 
myself, I remember saying, his name is Greg Easton. I remember stopping him saying, Greg, I got a question for you. And he goes, what? I'm kind of in a hurry, Isaac. What is it? I go, who was better, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? (laughs) (laughs) And he stops and he looks and he goes, David Lee Roth. I don't know why, Isaac, but definitely David Lee Roth. And that was our conversation. (laughs) And somebody goes, I can't believe you asked him that. And I'm like, he's a person. You know, that's who everybody, you know what I mean? They're people. You know, everyone's the same to me. Doesn't matter. I mean, what your position is, what you do for a living, how many degrees you have, you're a person just like me. I uh, see. And, and I appreciate that. And I know a lot of people appreciate that as well. All right. So listen, with, with this with this podcast, you know, what I try to do is I, I basically target uh, new hunters like myself, um, either new to the sport or just, you know, trying to figure out whether or not they want to get into a sport. And I like interviewing people like yourself. Um, you know what I'm saying? And and I got to ask, like, because um, we, we met in person at the, the Great American Outdoor Show in, in Harrisburg, PA. Yes. And we got a chance to speak. You know, we're about the same age. So I'm curious, did you did you grow up hunting or is it something that you got into later on in life? No, I grew up hunting, and it's you know it's it's kind of funny because you know, a lot of people are are like are shocked by it because especially people from high school are shocked you know who see me now. Um, you know, my dad is from uh, New Mexico, the northern mm-hmm. part of New Mexico, uh, where he was born and raised, and the northern part, you know, Scott, it's like the Rocky Mountains, basically. Uh, he he grew up hunting and fishing his whole life, and something he you know loved doing, and so he came to Utah. And, you know, he continued to do that. And the way he, my dad liked to hunt was, you know, you hunted for, hunted for the meat. Uh, you hunted, you know, where you could, you know, close to home. And mm-hmm. you hiked. And he loved to hike. You hiked everywhere you went. You hiked. And that's how wow. he did it. So, he, so he, he instilled that in me. And I just always had the love for it. I mean, uh, you know, of course, you know, when I got older in high school, girls came more important. <laughs> right and then it was you know and it was as funny as after i got married is when i just really got just dove into it like hardcore because prior to that i mean i had other hobbies in that but hunting just took over so i mean i've been doing it my whole life since i was five years old i've been i've been in hunting wow wow all right so let me ask you because you you did mention when we spoke in person all uh, right, you you got this this nickname, Mule Deer Jesus. So, <laughs> is uh is Mule Deer your your uh is Mule Deer hunting your favorite hunt? That's my favorite type of hunting to do. Uh, it's something that I, I I can't explain it. A lot of guys in the West they talk about elk, and I haven't gotten to elk yet. But like I explain, I've said this before is when you see well you know a lot when you start seeing big elk, a lot of elk look the same when they're big. You know, you got the small ones, but a lot of the bigger elk. I can't tell if it's a 400 or a, you know, a 350 bull. I mean, I really can't. And, you know, th- for some reason, they just never got into me. But when you see a big muley, there's something about it, man. And I just, for some, I just fell in love with that. And in Utah, you're only allowed to kill, you know, you're only allowed to take one animal a year. And you have to pick your season if you want to do it with a bow or a rifle or a muzzleloader. And it was one of those things where i sure enough just had to just you know learn the mule deer to the point to where i'm able to harvest one but then i still had that urge to keep going Mm -hmm. so from there i basically started taking other people and having success with it so that's where the kind of the name started coming from because there are years where you know we went not killing any animals that time frame where I'm helping people hunt, you know, like last year we filled six out of nine tags. I mean, for example, and they're all public land. Wow. Is is it difficult to get a tag out by you? Uh, No, not too hard. I mean, it depends. If you want to do an archery tag, it's probably, you know, one of the better ways to get it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's, they're all broken up, broke up in little units. The unit we have where we take people is I've hunted there my whole life with my dad. So I know the area, the ins and outs. So, over there, I mean, if you draw that tag, it just comes down to how bad you want to hike and how much effort you want to put into shooting an animal and getting it out. I mean, we could find you animals. It just depends on if you want to, you know, try to take that. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right. Now, um, I believe not too long ago, you, you harvested your first whitetail, right? 
Oh, my second, actually. It was my second. Your second. Okay, okay. Um, well, tell us about that experience, because I had liked it. It was a pretty dope pick you had uh, put out there on um, social media. Can you share that story with us? So first, let me just full disclaimer here. Right. That was uh, the area I hunted. It was a guy's ranch. It, he had mm-hmm. 1,200 acres, so it was a high-fenced ranch. I okay. Now, this was a guy. His name is John Casimus. I met him at the ATA show. Again, mm-hmm. another guy who just, you know, wants to be on, uh, you know, a, a pro staff guy. Uh, you know, some of these guys, you know, they get on pro staff and their job is, you know, that because they do a lot of hunting, they have the means to go do a lot of hunts and basically, you know, hunt different areas, take animals and help, you know, promote product. I my belt. So that's it what this guy did. But he actually had his own, he actually had his own, um, his own ranch and he invited him and he kept inviting people out. He invited a lot of the other people he worked with in the industry to come on out and nobody kind of took him up on this deal. And, mm. you know, I, I, cause like when you work in the hunting industry, there's people all the time, Hey, come and hunt with me. And then you go hunt with them. And then next thing you know, they're telling you, so yeah, how about paying me, the, uh, you know, 30 grand uh... to sponsor me. So there's sometimes there's a lot of strings attached. So you've got to be really careful when you work in this industry and people invite you on hunts. Yeah, they're just prepping and, you for a sales Yeah, page. yeah, they are. And so, so I, and, I, and I told them, I go, listen, you know, my, you know, my position at Easton, I handle the hunting pro staff. But when it comes to checks, that's another guy. I, hunt, I handle the, you know, grassroots. And there's, you know, there's two categories. The hunting pro staff was you get a, a discount on product or you get, and then you get free product. And then the third one is where you get paid. So I explained to him, you know, that I just give out free product and discount product. And he goes, and he was so cool. He goes, I don't care about that. He goes, I don't need money. He goes, I just like working with brands, you know, with good brands that I, you know, I believe in and anything I can do to help those brands. Nice. Okay. So I went, I went to his place and this guy, I mean, is like 1200 acres. The deer are just roaming basically free on this place. And I smacked a 180 whitetail. That 180 whitetail came in and. I tell you, it was a whole different experience because I really never hunted out of a tree stand before, and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But that deer came in, and I was shaking because I'm like, okay, he's filming this, and I don't want to screw this shot up, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. How, how did it feel hunting in a tree stand for the first time? I have ADHD. It sucks. Uh, all right. <laughs> Having to sit in one spot for so long. How long did you sit for before you actually were able to take the shot? Oh, man, 30 minutes. All right. Not too bad. Not too no, bad. No, that was 30 minutes. Too long, man. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But you know what? Something that something that that um, I, I got to say thank you for because it's refreshing and whatnot. And it's basically part of your nature is how honest you are because... I've watched on social media a dozen times guys who hunt and whatnot and then won't put out there that they're high, they're hunting a, a high fence um, property, you know what I'm saying, yeah. a managed property or anything like that. But like from jump, right, from the jump of the story, you're like, full disclaimer, this is where it was, this is what I did, and so on. So thank you for your honesty, brother. I appreciate oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, no problem, man. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen it and everything with people, and, and I used to be one of these guys that made, I used to really make fun of, you know, uh, high fence private property hunts but i'll tell you man sometimes you just got to do it and have fun and just you know i mean the meat was amazing you know the the, the i mean i hunted after that he let me you know i hunted after uh the, you know the harvest the dough and uh-huh. i mean there's still those animals were sketchy as can be still i mean and there are certain areas you know where he said he hasn't had people in there for months wow so, and i mean and it was pretty this guy was so cool because he's letting me come in before uh, he had this uh he, he, it's funny. He had the one guy, uh, that that country guy, Luke, Luke Bryant, Luke Bryant, Bryant guy. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's telling me, he goes, "Yeah, so Luke's coming in, uh, you know, a few days after you, you know." And I'm like, and I know, and this is no BS. And you'll you'll believe me. People don't believe me when I say this. I go, I know of who he is, but I could not mm. name one of his songs. Yeah, I I, I hear you. We're, we're gonna we're gonna touch on we're gonna touch on music a, a little okay. bit later. Right on. A little right bit on. later. All right, so. Um, another thing that I really like about your social media content has been 
your your focus on family um you know what i'm saying your oh, wife yeah. is really cool about all the stuff that you post even when you get on her nerves um, <laughs> um your daughter you know god bless her um she's she's on there your your older daughters your sister-in-law you know what i'm saying yes. i feel like i'm you honestly you should have your own reality show if they ever put out another hunting reality show you should definitely be your you and your family should be the subject of it but um but one of the dope things like I, I found has has been how you celebrate your love of hunting with your son. And he's an avid hunter as well. Um, what was it like passing on the love of the sport to him? So that, that that's a whole different game there. And I can't take full credit for it because no, you know, it's cause, well, because because here, here's the thing is when, you know, you'll, some people will see this. When you're a dad, when your son's little and that, you're the coolest guy in the world, right? You're the hero. Yeah. You're Superman. But then there's that age when they start getting older where they're like, my dad's not cool. My dad doesn't know anything. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And so when I would take him, it would always be – so the way I would work it was we're going to go have fun. See, my dad would take me, and he would hike my butt off, and it would be miserable, and it would be you know, <laughs> just holy cow. I mean, and there are times that I hated it. And so when I made sure to take my son, it was okay. He was young enough to go, we're going to go hike. We're going to make a fire. We're going to cook something in the little stove, you know. We're going to go and, and I, and, you know, you're going to take your bow. I'm going to let you shoot whatever you shoot at, whatever you want. You know what I mean? You know, little squirrels and axe. I knew we wouldn't be able to hit anything, but, you know, shoot at stumps. <laughs> and it was about having fun first and All then right. hunting. So I took him and I always take my, I got a nephew and I always take him with me as well. And so as the time grew and grew, you know, he was into it, but he started getting more into it when he started watching YouTube and his, you know, his first interaction was with uh, this guy. He used to have a YouTube, his name was Zach Griffith and he had a YouTube page where he just did, he was cool. Cause he was also, you know, he went to the same school as I did and he would put little cool beats, you know, little videos together, no talking, just cool beats, little, sometimes some hip hop beats do it. Mm-hmm. And just make videos of him going hunting and doing stuff and, you, you know, shot cool angles and everything. And my son resonated with him. Mm. And then so from there, he got he met the guys from Mountain Ops and they were really their young guys. And then there's another group called uh, 365 Pursuit. And one of the guys there, his name is Dallas Haymeyer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, young guys, flat brim hats, you know, here in the West, they made fun of and my son. <laughs> My son got to meet them, you know, at, at local archery shoots. They started talking to him because here's again, I'm the dad, and these are some younger guys, and they're cool. They're, he could relate to them, mm-hmm. and so he was relating to them. Still, the whole time he was in high school, he was doing, I mean, junior high, high school, doing basketball, football, and I always put, told him, "This is your time to have fun and play sports. So I'm not going to pressure you. Hunting will come second. So I let him do all of that, but then he started continue. Then he met the guys from Hush started watching their videos and really started because re- he could relate to them and then from there it just kind of progressed now he's watching john dudley stuff and ended up getting a job at the local shields uh shields is kind of like a it's a it's like a, a bass pro cabela's but they're but they're like a, also a pro shop their own little pro shop all right and he got that job there and just you know started clicking so it was not you know it was me showing him that stuff but it was also him finding ways to resonate hunting in his own way finding the different people to you know to follow to start liking to really help push that to him and then that's i mean again so now he is just full board full time working at shields uh he's a great bow tech he's got a little bow uh little room set up here at the house where he's got his own little you know press bench everything yeah, I see, dude. He he has uh one his own rig is is pretty dope, but, but I like seeing the pics he posts, you know, yeah. the arrow the arrows he builds, um mm-hmm. basically all of that. So, yeah, I mean, you've got the quite the little and I you know what to call him an influencer, I think would be an understatement, but he's definitely an up and comer in the community that I think a lot. One, I'm uh I got to reach out to him and get him on the podcast as well because he is somebody that I think is going to start, you know, making waves within the community and the industry. Definitely. But yeah, definitely because you know, it, it all starts with like love and guys too. I mean, it's yeah. where it starts and 
again, if, if he if he could resonate, you know, some other kid could kind of just relate to him and understand and get into it is a huge thing. Because now that he's getting older, which is funny, now that he's older and he's working over at Shields and the people he meets and the guys that he works with say, yeah, dude, your dad, you know, your dad did this because I, I, you know, I've shot, you know, two really great mule deer. He mm-hmm. grew up with them. You know, he saw him every day. Okay. It wasn't until he saw my name in the record books and then people he realized, oh, shit, dude, my dad's killed some big stuff. Wow. That's pretty cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, so it comes, but it comes full circle then. Yes, it does. It all comes around full circle. So it's, it's a, uh, you know, so it's, again, it's not just me. I mean, it's, you know, it's all, it's a, it, people ask me all the time, how'd you get your son to do it? I go, it's not me. It's a whole group of people. And, and that's why sometimes I see these, uh, you know, these Instagram uh, hate pages that make fun of, you know, some of these other people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, oh man, I mean, you know, it, I mean, the, some stuff's funny. Okay. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Like the, like the arrow bunny girls. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm against that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that sells. Pro- that's, that's mm-hmm. whack. Okay. But when it comes to like these other guys just trying to do something, I mean, you know, you know, one thing I would, I would have hated for my son to see some of these internet hate pages and be like, oh, I can't like those guys. I don't want to be made fun of. And then he probably wouldn't have been into hunting. I mean, what if that would have, you know, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, no, but he he's doing big things, man. Definitely doing big things, for sure, man. Very proud of him. Very proud of my son. So, um, we're gonna jump back a little bit, and uh, like I mentioned earlier in the interview, um, you know, you and I bonded over our love of Wu Tang and Jordans. So, and and it's not just Wu Tang you love; it's just straight '90s hip hop. Now, yes. all right. So here's the deal. I don't, I don't, I don't want to make it a, a race, a, a race thing or whatever. But you are, you're Mexican. First of all, you don't look like any of the Mexicans that I know that I grew up, <laughs> that I grew up with here in New York. All right, that's what <laughs> you're like. Honestly, you're you're like this, uh, this Antonio Banderas type. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> except, except without the long hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you're out from the the you're out in Utah, correct? Yes. All right. So. How do you grow up? I mean, you're you're out in Utah. Um, you're a hunter. Um, there's very few of you I've come across that have a, like a real love for hip hop. You know what I'm saying? How's that come? Like, where's that come from? So where? So basically, I mean, to say I'm Mexican, I mean, it depends on who you talk to. I mean, hell, I've even <laughs> had a, I have a, I had a guy tell me that I couldn't claim I, I'm Mexican because I don't speak Spanish. Uh, and I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, well then, you, a black guy can't be black because he don't speak Swahili or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, serious. And so, but I mean, and the and the thing is, it's it's like a it's like a whole different culture because where it's it's like um, New Mexico, Colorado, uh, you know, northern Colorado, some parts of Wyoming, and that. It's you know they some people call themselves Chicanos, whatever. Here's the deal. Never been to Mexico. Uh, you know, the, the food's different. The Spanish, like my dad cannot, he speaks fluent Spanish, but he can't communicate with some, uh, somebody from Mexico because the Spanish is different. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, and, and the food is different and everything. And so, you know, my, you know, my last name means German in Spanish. And oh, so... Aliman means German. Is the Spanish, Spanish. Word for, is the Spanish word for German. Yeah, All that's right. how you say German in Spanish. And there's, and, and that's from, you know, and his dad, his, my, my, you know, my dad's dad, he's from California. He died when I was, you know, before I was born, but he's from California. And that's like the, you know, he's got the Mexico side, but the rest, my, you know, his mom and that are Labas and my mom's family is like, you know, they're from, they're from Spain, you know, they're Spaniards basically. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, so the, the and you're you're in New York, so you don't have Mexicans. You have Puerto Ricans, right? <laughs> no, we we have we have uh, all of them. I mean, you no, know, no, New no. York City is. I'm sorry, no, go ahead. You, you know, you have it all wrong, man. Because see, I, when I'm brown, okay, in my last name, if I'm in New York, I'm Puerto Rican. If I'm in Florida, I'm Cuban. If I'm in California, <laughs> I'm Mexican. <laughs> I, I hear you. I you know it's funny though. My best fr- one of my best friends growing up is Mexican from a small town in Mexico. So that's why I said um, 
that you don't really look like uh, many of the Mexicans that I grew up, you know, with yeah. and, and knowing and stuff like that. But I guess different regions have different features and so on. Yes. So, yeah. so, so moving to hip hop and everything. So, um, so where I live here in Utah, believe it or not, I live in West Valley. Uh, you know, they, the West Side of things, and it's known as being kind of like you know the ghetto. Some people call it. Mm. And so I went to school with a lot of, uh, so when I went to school, we got a lot of uh, Polynesians here, uh, Tongans really? and some others. Right. And then, and so then from there, you know, going to school with them and then, uh, you know, and there are a lot of Hispanics like here in, so here where I, where I live, uh, you know, Hispanics, like my son was the minority at his school between Polynesians and Hispanics. My son came out white. So he was the minority basically. I mean, if you, you know, if you were to look at his football team, you'd be like, okay, who's the white boy? And I'm like, that's my son right there. So that's where, so that's just the area we grew up in. And just the, you know, the people I hung out with is, you know, you start going to school and it was, uh, you know, just started listening to hip hop. I mean, it started with, uh, I'd have to say my first one was Sir Mix-a-Lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard Sir Mix-a-Lot. And of course, you know, the rapper's delight. And mm-hmm. it was just, you know, really big. I mean, it was one of those things. Then my, then my best friend at the time, uh, then I met my best friend and, you know, he, he, he was uh, from New York and, you know, he, you know, he's, a, he's a black guy, but his name was Mike Valdez. And, you know, with him too, just, you know, just one of those things where early nineties, you know, hip hop burst onto the scene and it was so different from everything else, you know, you heard. I mean, my brother was into the hair rock bands, which, you know, I still listen to and all, but with nothing compared to, you know, when you first saw that hip hop and the school I went to, that's what was popular is hip hop, believe it or not, in Utah, mm-hmm. in good old Utah. I'd never, I'd never think it like, I mean, that's, that's one of the, the cool things about, you know, getting interested in hunting was, it is the number of people that I've come across that. You know what I'm saying? Like, while I would think Utah is full of Mormons, you know what I'm saying? Uh And, uh, you know, just no one I would necessarily engage with is the opposite. You know what I'm saying? I I meet you, um, you and I about the same age. We have families. We love hip hop. We love Jordans. You know what I'm saying? I would have never thought, uh, two or three years ago when I first purchased my bow, I'd even be talking to somebody from Utah, period. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, you know, that's what's great about social media. I mean, it's one of those things where you start connecting. I mean, that's where I've met a lot of people. You'd be surprised of the people that love hip hop. I mean, mm-hmm. Fred Eichler, he knows who Wu-Tang Clan is, okay? Uh, you know, Cameron Haynes was quoting, he, he, he used to quote Tupac. And I straight up one time asked Cameron Haynes, right? Uh, he quoted Tupac. I'm like, okay, Mr. Big Shot. I go, <laughs> you like Tupac? I go, what was Tupac's big movie role? And Cameron hits me back. Juice, he was Bishop, dog. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy from a small town in Oregon, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And nice. Hell, I remember we were at one of the big trade shows, and there was a guy from Realtree, uh, Realtree Camouflage Company. He got up on stage in his shirt, cowboy boots and jeans, and he uh, karaoke'd uh, gin and juice. Wow, I would have liked <laughs> to have seen that. So it's 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 pretty funny because for me it all started from I used to post Isaac's old school jam of the week uh, on uh, my Facebook page when Facebook first came out. This was like like two thousand nine, you know, two thousand ten, and that's how these people in the hunting industry are like, hey. Oh, oh man, I, I love that song. I remember that song. And I I made some great friends like that. A good friend of mine from Nebraska, one of my best friends, Adam Bender. I mean, he was working for Eastman's Hunting Journal and a huge mm. hip hop fan. And we all bought, we bonded over music there. See, that's what's up. That's definitely what's up. <laughs> all right. So let, me, so let me ask you um, top five for you, top five hip hop artists or groups for you. I know Wu Tang is KRS one of them. KRS One, KRS One, number one. KRS One, right. best MC in the world. Yes, KRS I agree. One, love KRS One. Uh, guy is unreal. Uh, I remember when it, I, the Boogie Down Productions "Love's Gonna Get You" when that first came out. I was like, "Whoa, that was deep." 
Nice. Okay. Of course, Wu Tang Clan. Um, All right. You know, and and like and so, but see, in in high school, when Wu Tang first hit, it was one of those things because in high school, you remember what it was like. I mean, mm-hmm. CDs were twenty bucks. Okay? Oh lord, you know, yeah. Making the money, so you had to like borrow it or wait, hang out with your friends and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where it's like, oh man, you know. So I, I, I never really got a lot of the Wu Tang stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why when I was seriously, once I got older, like, oh yeah, Wu Tang, yeah, buy it. You know what I mean? But I would have to say, so number one, KRS One. Number two, Wu Tang. NWA was like, you know, the, the first one. I mean, the first one, the, the, you know, the first group to come mm-hmm. out. I mean, I like. I remember their first album when they had uh, Drink It Up Baby and then uh, Fat Girl. I mean, those funny things. Um, too Short. Love Too Short. Uh, all right. Too Short. I mean, early Too Short stuff. You know, God, it's so hard. And then, this may sound crazy, but I mean, I, I do. I love Digital Underground. Ah, nice. Digital nice. Good if, pick. I didn't expect that one. Listen, if, if 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 I could see a concert, if I could see a concert, I would love to see Digital Underground, Sir Mixlot, and Naughty by Nature. <laughs> I would love nice. to see a concert just because their songs are so fun and they're so mm-hmm. easy to sing along to. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. I mean, you know, like Ice Cube was my favorite. Is my probably my favorite favorite of all time. Mm. And I mean, I, I I really, I mean, you know, just. I really hate how he got real too political on stuff. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, it kind of just, you know, wears on you, right? Yeah. But it's like, but like back in the day, Ice Cube, I mean, like for me, I may sound like a traitor, but I'm sorry. The Predator album, Ice Cube Predator, I like that album more than the Chronic when it came out. Really? Yes, I love the Predator, man. Really? Yeah, I, I know a couple of people that would uh, beg to differ, man. Oh, I got you know a lot saying? of them too. Yeah, all right, all right. I mean, man, man, I used to, I even liked when Ice Cube had the Lynch Mob. Remember, you remember the Lynch Mob? I mean, shoot. So, yeah. Anyway, all right, all right. Okay, so um, I'm gonna round this out a little bit with um, all right, knowing, knowing that you know you're no longer with these and stuff like that. You're doing your own thing. What can you know? People that know you, know you well, or know you just through social media, expect from you, you know, in the near near future. Uh, near future is what I want to do is I want to start actually, uh, you know, continue to do some digital freelancing. So now I'm, you know, I'm I'm working uh, I'm working for Fred Eichler, uh, helping mm. him with the social media content. Okay. And then also I'm on a I'm also a retainer working with Black Rifle. Okay. I'm also going to be, you know, just kind of, you know, managing a few things here and there. But one of the things I want to do is also I would like to focus more on, you know, helping people and helping the industry focus on grassroots influencers. Okay. And what I mean by grassroots influencers are, you know, I want to find guys that are real guys that have a full time job and just passionate about hunting and like and love product. All right. Got I don't want to. I mean. I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to pull the focus away from the people that have 500,000 followers and all these different sponsors and they're getting paid because, mm. you know, some, a lot of them are great. Don't get me wrong. But I think these grassroots guys like yourself and like some of the people I talked to, uh, Knights of the Apex, another guy. Yeah, I just, love his content, bro. Uh, just a true person that just loves the product and wants to promote the content. And, and, you know, and a lot of these guys, I mean, you don't realize the hunting industry is small. So people out there who are looking to make a living out of this being sponsored. It is extremely hard to do. I mm-hmm. mean, extremely hard. There are people been doing it for years and there, I mean, well, like Cameron Haynes, he still has a full-time job. Fred yeah. Eichler, I mean, Fred Eichler, he, he, ha- he, he has a full-time job too. He guides, he's a cattle rancher, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of these people have full-time jobs and it's extremely hard, you know, you know, hard to make it in this industry, but, if, mm-hmm. but as far as like, you know, these companies, I want to work with these companies and tell them to make sure to stay focused on some of these, you know, you know, you know, some of these grassroots guys who just love, love what they do and who are passionate about it and who will help get gain, get more people in the sport. I mean, that's what it comes down to. People think influencers Oh, they just want to get free product and show it off. 
No, mm-hmm. the goal is to get these influencers out there to show your product and also bring new people into the sport. Because that's mm-hmm. what we definitely need. We need people to keep on continuing to hunt, continuing, you know, to fish. So that's so one of my things there is just see what I can, you know, uh, some content. Like I'm thinking about putting on some, uh, you know, just, just doing a little post here and there, just, you know, kind of giving people tips and tricks and advice on how to how to make it in this industry, you know, what, you know, what the do's and don'ts. Uh, that's cool. Oh, something just came to mind. So, uh, um, let me and my listeners know, uh, who or what is shed loco. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yo, but it's starting to blow up though. It seems like it did. It did. Okay. So, so uh, I, I met Ben Shed Crazy, and Ben is just a cool dude. He's Shed Crazy. I mean, he and Shed Hunters get made fun of. I mean, remember you you even asked me about it. You don't yeah. like, so what's so great about Shed Hunting? And <laughs> the best way I can explain it to people, it's an Easter egg hunt. It's an Easter egg. Mm. I remember when you were little and you go Easter egg hunt and you find eggs? Yeah, yeah. And it's a way to, you know, we're obsessed with antlers so you get a bunch of antlers and when you find one it's fun so in the band i mean he, he i mean he's been able to really do very well with that his shed crazy and and so i found it and i've all i i found a i found a really nice shed and my son's like oh yeah dad shed loco i'm like oh i'm totally gonna make that page <laughs> so i was just i was just driving home and letting people you know tell people i'm gonna become a professional uh, shed hunter now and my name would be Shed Loco. And I did it and I made the page and I did some, I tagged some people in it. Next thing I know, like, oh shit. <laughs> yep, yep. You get you're building a following, man. You're building a following. <laughs> and so that was just I mean, it was just something fun I was doing. I mean, it was uh kind of a you know, kind of started off as a joke. And and so I told I told I, people that's gonna be my alter ego page where I <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, so th- that's where I'm gonna make fun of the arrow bunnies. <laughs> oh, all right. There you go. There you go. All right. So final question. All right. Um for for new new hunters, you know, rookie hunters and people, you know, mm-hmm. on the fence, not really sure if they want to get into hunting. Um what's um a piece of advice uh, you know, a sage like yourself would uh, offer them? You know, if you know, if 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 you want to get into hunting, uh, it's something where it, it does take time. It does take time, and depending where you're at, but you know, don't look for that end result in harvesting an animal right away. You know, uh, enjoy the process. The process is a lot of fun, and some people get you know they may give up because they figure they got skunk. You know, they didn't kill anything. And it's like, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy the process of shooting a bow, hanging out with people, talking with people. I mean, you know, I, I used to work for the state of Utah and mm-hmm. I fell in love with hunting and I fell in love with archery and hanging out at the archery shops. I mean, shooting with guys, meeting different people, going to 3D shoots. I really sometimes you enjoy that so much more. I mean, when you know, when you when you take your first animal, a lot of times you're not going to remember it. Okay, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a lot. I mean, when you when you take your first animal, it's gonna be a lot like the first time you had sex. It's over <laughs> way too fast. You didn't know what you were doing, and you don't remember much of it. <laughs> uh, I hear you. I okay. totally hear you. It's like so, even even me. I'm not, uh, to be honest. Like I had to. I got home. I just. I this last month. I actually got my first bow kill. You know, I shared with you my. Uh, yeah. During the turkey season, so I literally because what you just said about not knowing is is so true. Like I literally went home that night, and just so I could make sure I remember, I I wrote it out. I totally yes. wrote it out just so I'd be able to be you know remember you know as best as possible, and then when somebody asked me, I could tell them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's and that's how it is. I mean, like my, my nephew put it. In, my nephew, he 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 laid it out one time. I mean, he's like 22 now, probably now, and you know, he's he's actually my you know, uh, my godson. You know, I, I'm a Catholic, so my you know, my sister asked me to be you know his godparents when he was baptized. But uh, you know, my nephew, he said he goes, we're out one time just doing something. He goes, you hear people talk about the good old days, the good old days. 
Man, you know what? No, he like that's bullshit. Now's the good old days. Right now is. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. And it's so true. It's just, you know, you go hunting and it's over so quick and that, but it's that process, uh, you know, getting into hunting and just, you know, and take your time, you know, and, and enjoy the moment of the process of just learning, having fun with it. And it all, it, you know, the cliche, it's all going to come together. You know, it's all going to come together eventually. Got it. Got it. Man, thank you, brother. I really appreciate you coming on with me. Um, let everybody know where they where they can find you, whether it's on Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Uh, yeah. So right now I am on Instagram. It's uh, what is my Instagram handle? Oh, it's Isaac I S A A C dot Aliman A L E M A N. And then uh, Junior's on there. He's under there as Junior. But yep, that's where you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on there, but I don't do too much with uh, Facebook anymore. I mean. You know, because my mom follows me and my aunts follow me, so I got to be a little bit more appropriate on there. Ah, got it, got it. that's why. That's kind of why I created also uh, Urban Archery to a certain extent. Because uh, on my personal um, Instagram page, um, I didn't want to offend like my pastor. Uh, USA, yeah. he follows me on Instagram or whatnot. So I was like, uh, I don't think he really wants to see all this stuff I'm doing right now. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so but, it's, it's, it's pretty funny all right again thank you brother truly appreciate you taking the time out to you know chop it up with me um we will talk some more uh let junior know i will be hitting him up because i would love to have him um you know you uh basically come on and talk about being the son of an instagram star <laughs> yeah, <it's not> far <laughs> from an instagram star <laughs> far far from i'm just the guy who uh I'm just a guy that likes hunting and likes people. And, and I and actually, I really enjoy helping people. I really do. That's one of the things I enjoy is, you know, is, you know, when you meet somebody, you could get a feel for them when they're good people mm-hmm. and that, and you know, that's how you connect. I mean, I, I connected with you, you know, Knights of the apex, AJ. I mean, a lot of people I've connected with just through social media. Mm-hmm. And trust me, we appreciate that. And um, we only benefit, you know, in terms of, just learning you know what i'm saying for people yeah. like yourself so right. well keep doing uh, what you're doing i love it Nah, i i will i will and keep doing what you're doing bro because i i enjoy it as well especially shed local <laughs> right <laughs> on, play. all right be blessed brother all right take care again i want to thank isaac for joining me on the podcast today i truly hope you guys enjoyed it all right so y'all stay blessed and remember Respect the journey, even if it's not your own.